Welcome back to the Dinda Dialogue, everybody. My name is Josh, and today we have the CEO of Hindsight Technologies, Hirsch Patel. He's also a recent recipient of the Forbes 30 Under 30 in media. Hirsch, to kick us off, can you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Josh, for having um, having me on on this episode. Uh, you know, it's been great working with you and the Dinda team for the past almost two years now. It's kind of crazy. And, and, you know, we've come a long way and I'm excited to kind of share some of my story with you and, um, you know, your audience. And so uh, just, just to give you a little bit about my background, um, I'm actually not from the media world. Like I actually uh, graduated in finance and economics and spent the first, let's call it five, six years of, of my career in, in finance and investing. And so it was a lot of investment roles in investing in like you know, middle market, you know, later stage growth companies. Um, and so that role and that experience was great uh, because it was industry agnostic. It allowed, allowed me to learn um, a lot about management teams, operational models, and just gave me a pretty great range on how successful businesses and successful companies work, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, at a young age, it's a really strong um, foundation to build on. Um, but that being said, you know, I found this opportunity um, in the news, in the media space, completely ignorant, completely amateur to how everything actually works. It was just an idea that I came across in 2017 on driving better context in the news in a more automated way. And I kind of stuck, you know, launched with that idea in um, early 2017. Before I started Hindsight, though, uh, I did learn how to code a little bit, went to Flatiron School, which is a... Um, three, four month immersive bootcamp. It's a great program for uh, people who are not technical, not in the software develop, not that don't come, come from a software development education and want to, you know, gain that skill set. So did that for three to four months, learned how to code and then started the business of hindsight, um, September of 17. It honestly feels like 10 years ago, but, um, you know, beyond that, you know, with hindsight, we pivoted a few times, you know, I'm, I don't even know if you know what our original product was because it's completely irrelevant at this point. Uh, but, you know, the great thing that remained the same across every single pivot is that our core tech stack has always been around um, understanding content and understanding, um, you know, the main entities, the main topics, the con the semantics um, of that, of a body of text and building an experience around that understanding. And so, you know, that, that whole core tech stack has remained the same. Obviously we've updated it and tweaked it for, for the different use cases we've launched, but that's always been our core DNA. And so it's been now like, you know, three years um, building this platform and, you know, we're, we're obviously in a much different place than we were when we first started, have a really strong team, great partners like yourself and, you know, looking forward to seeing what happens next. In, yeah, in, in of course. Years. Well, so with with this last couple of years, especially around the uh, the third party cookie, I think there's been a lot of focus on that. I, I would love to hear a little more about what what hindsight offers. I know, but everybody watching yeah. doesn't. So, yeah. what, what does hindsight offer now at this point? Yeah. So generally, we're a cookieless uh, monetization and engagement platform. Um, but that, that, that's definitely a very broad definition of what we do and a very high level definition. What we're actually, you know, more, more granularly, we're trying to push in the marketplace this notion of an adaptive 
add an adaptive engagement experience, right? And so what we're trying to uh, drive is the concept of creating an experience or creating an ad based off of the content that's being placed again. So we don't care about the user. And so, you know, with the third party cooking going, going away, that obviously is a tailwind for us. It works in our favor. Um, although, you know, it, it definitely is going to be disruptive with 99% of advertising right now is leverages user data, right? So that there's a lot right. that's going to happen on that angle. But, um, you know, what, what we're trying to push into the marketplace is, you know, an ad on X article versus an ad on Y article should not look the same, even though it's coming from the same brand, right? Articles about, are about different topics. And so those experiences and those ads that are placed around those articles should be about different topics as well. And so, um, you know, we're working with brands and publishers alike to be able to push this adaptive um, creative technology um, as part of their, you know, um, design DNA. And, and, and launch this across the publishers we work with to be able to drive higher performing and higher effective campaigns and experiences. Right. And you said in the very beginning, hindsight was a completely different product. And so at this point, I, I, I don't know what the original product was, but did, since you, you kind of, you stumbled into it, you had a brilliant idea, you started growing hindsight. Did you feel or see this coming because the, the, the cookie-less environment has been going on, the conversation for a very long yeah. time. Uh, it's yeah. just now we're finally coming to that point. Did that kind of guide you in terms of where the business was going to go? I mean, I'll be honest, man. Like when I started hindsight, I had no idea what a cookie was. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> it's like I generally knew what it was, but I had no idea how it yeah. actually worked, right? And so. You know, I would, I honestly would say that we stumbled across, you know, the, the, the need for, for a cookie list solution, right? Like, yeah. you know, and, and honestly, luck plays a big part in a lot of new businesses. And I'm, I'm not going to downplay the fact that we were lucky in the sense, in the sense that our initial product that we created was always cookie list, even though I didn't understand the value of it being cookie list, right? right? it just, just the nature of what we're trying to build was cookie lists and completely content driven. And so by, you know, being in the industry more fully immersing myself, talking with, um, you know, publishers, talking with brands, talking with, you know, industry experts like yourself, like I was able to get a better understanding of, you know, where the industry is heading, what are the key pain points of publishers and brands and was able to, pivot around that, right? And able to adapt what we were doing to get that product market fit, which, you know, knock on wood, we think we've achieved today. Um, and so, yeah, man, like, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it was premeditated by any means, right? It, right. it definitely, it definitely was more flux than that. And, uh, and it's something that, you know, um, came naturally as, as I was able to understand this industry in a more in-depth way. Right. And I feel this need that you've, you've obviously identified yeah. is really important for publishers out mm -hmm. there because there, there needs to be some kind of way to have those adaptive ads that you're talking about. But it also seems to be a pretty big issue for, let's say, larger partners. So yeah. question to you on this is in terms of you going to 2021, is your, is your strategy kind of expanding to in include hindsight on different types of partners or is it, is yeah. it looking just for publishers? Where do you think 2021 is, is going to take the latter? It's the latter for sure. You know, we definitely want to move hindsight from a publisher first product to more of a technology play. 
right? Yeah. We want to position ourselves as a tech platform that can empower, you know, these adaptive experiences that brands can, um, that brands can benefit from, that publishers can benefit from, um, that, that performance marketers can benefit from. So, you know, it definitely is the latter where we definitely want to be integrated with partners like Didna, right? Where it's a technology play um, and it's a, it's, it's a software play um, to, to, to drive this new methodology within, you know, the creation of ads and, and how, you know, ad design and ad copy is really thought of um, from an end to end value chain perspective. Yeah. And what, what sparked that? Because again, your core, your core business has been essentially the beautiful yeah. products you guys offer for yeah. publishers, but what yeah. sparked the, the round table discussion at hindsight yeah. and said, we actually have to target this. We have the tech for this. Yeah. I mean, it's been very organic. Like yeah. it's just been through learnings that we've realized by working with partners and, 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 and working with, um, working with other stakeholders. Like, you know, this, this whole adaptive nature came from, um, you know, what we were doing, uh, with, uh, music streaming, um, with, with, uh, bands in town and Amazon yeah. and Apple. And so, you know, we, we kind of provide our technology for that use case originally. And it kind of struck a chord where, you know, this works really well for music. Is there other verticals where this can work well too? And, you know, organically I had, um, an individual, um, uh, reach out to me saying, Hey, can we do what you're doing for music for FanDuel for, for, for sports betting? And I was like, Oh wait, there's actually an opportunity here to be able to expand this across, you know, other performance marketing verticals. And then I took a step back and I kind of looked at affiliate marketing as an industry. And I saw that, you know, that whole industry has been super uh, historic in the way it's the implementation of it works in the sense that it's very manual. It's very editorially driven and it only works on like maybe percent or, 2% of content that's really created for these affiliate links. And so, you know, I was like, Hey, can we leverage the technology to basically leverage this automate uh, adaptive, you know, format to automate the placement and the creation of affiliate programs and make it more display versus text link and, you know, drive some innovation in that industry that's been static for such a long time. And so, you know, it's been organic through partnerships, um, ideas that you know have come across through discussions and and you know like like i mentioned before like the better i understand and the hindsight team understands the industry the better we can assess you know where is the real need for technology like this and so i think something that's been in our dna and the reason why we were, we're, were we were able to make it to where we are today is staying on our toes being completely flexible and not being you know uh, emotional or attached to the products that we've built before, right? And, and understanding that there's always a better way to do something, and you know, you need to iterate to be able to find that product market fit. Right, and that's a great segue into the the normal question I would ask is is around any kind of advice or publishers. But I'm gonna throw yeah. a curveball at you because yeah. you all right, that's good. Core, core core business is normally publishers, right? But yeah. you're talking about the technology play that you, that you you mentioned and what we've yeah. created together, and then the ones you're continuing to create. I would love to hear a piece of advice for, I think the publisher piece, people navigating the ad industry, but yeah. I think what would be really cool would be as a CEO and a founder, yeah. what would you share for some of the tech partners too? So I think two yeah. pieces of advice, two different verticals. Yeah. Um, start with whatever one you'd like. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for new founders, I think that the best piece of advice is really to 
I mean, it's, it's one that's said over and over again, but it couldn't be more true in the sense that you really cannot use assumptions to build a product, right? Like you need to use data and you need to use, you know, real information because most of the time what you assume is going to work doesn't work. And, and, you know, the biggest thing that I can say for, you know, new founders like, or a new tech company is that you might have this really, really great idea. The best thing you can do for you and the company and your investors is figure out the easiest way to implement it and test it and challenge it um, versus spending two years to build this perfect product and then launching it with all of these assumptions that, that you've built the product on and it not working out, right? So I'd rather, you know, an individual or a new founder come up with a, you know, a mediocre product to get data to be able to drive what that final product should look like. And so um, that would be the, my, my advice for, for tech companies and, 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 and startups. For publishers, you know, I think that one thing that's really important is not to be short-sighted, right? In the sense that the publishing industry, let's be honest, it is challenged, right? There's a lot of things that are changing. Um, there's a lot of um, pressure that's coming on in terms of ad spend and monetization and revenue and, you know, social media, Google, Facebook, you know, it's, it's diluted the, the ability for readers to, to, to be able to uh, drive brand value. Right. And, and, and I would say, you know, I think a big thing is you need to plan for the next two to three months, but you need to plan for the next year or two as well. Right. Because if you don't plan for the next year or two, then something like the cookie list world, right. Is going to sneak up on you and you're not going to have enough time to catch up. So you know, I think that, you know, publishers definitely need to, you know, start thinking about what they're going to do and not just big publishers like, you know, because the tier one publishers are they, they have this in place because they have the luxury to do so. But even the tier twos and tier threes, right, they need to start partnering with individuals, you know, partnering with people who are experts at this and start thinking about that, you know, two year, three year strategy, because you need to be future proof for you to have a, um, you know, a long standing um, uh, a longstanding business in this, in this, in this industry. Uh, and that involves testing a lot of different things, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. I think that, you know, I think that technology startup mindset should be transferred more to, to, to publishers as well. You know, don't be afraid to change up the UI UX of your site. Don't be afraid to do something you haven't done before. Just, just do it in a way where you can actually test it and, and do it in a way where, you know, your readers are transparent about what you're doing so they're not bothered by it, right? Because um, at the end of the day, if a reader cares about your publication, they wanna make sure that um, the publisher is doing, is doing what they need to to continue to generate more revenue and they're gonna be okay with that. So right. that type of experimenting, experimental mindset, which I think is lacking in, in the publishing industry, especially you know, um, downstream is something that is, is important. And, and, you, and you marry that with you know, having a more long-term um, strategy plan and those that that could be a winning winning combo in my opinion yeah no I, I love that so how do you how do you future proof right the 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 industry adapts and changes so quickly yeah and we've already seen that being yeah. on being in the industry how do you how do you future proof let's say on the publisher side your your site is it is it just like you said experimenting is it yeah. your focus just to mitigate risk as a whole like make sure that your your ad revenue is stable in one section what do you think what's the easiest way to i guess future proof 
I think, I think you said it yourself, this industry changes so, so quickly. And so you need to have that mindset and infrastructure to be able to test things really, really quickly. Right. And so, you know, there's, there's a trend that we know that's happening in 2022, which is cookie list, but that's, but that's a rarity for, for, you know, uh, uh, an industry to have a two year heads up, right. On what's going to happen. Right. Like right. usually changes and innovation happens in, the, in, in a snap of a finger where, you know, someone comes up with a, a, a better way to do something and it's like, holy shit, now we need to adapt to this. Right. <laughs> right. But, and so, you know, that, that experimentation mindset, the ability to quickly AB test different things. I think that's how, that's the best way to future proof because no one can predict the future. The best thing you can do is react to it as quickly as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, you know, I think, I think the experimentation of it is, you know, try to adapt to what you know, it's coming and try to be as nimble and flexible as possible to be able to react to what you don't. That's, that's probably the best way to put it. Got it. Okay. So really what it comes down to essentially at a high level too, is the infrastructure that you put in place as a founder, as a publisher owner, no matter how big you are, the more agile you can remain. Exactly. Yeah. The more you essentially you're capable of staying future proof. Right. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Hirsch, for everybody watching today, would you mind sharing what the easiest way to get in contact with you? And then, of course, Hindsight yeah. is. For sure. Uh, so our site is hindsightsolutions.net. Um, and so you can, you know, obviously drop us a note there, or you can drop a note personally to me at hpatel at hindsightsolutions.net as well. And, you know, I'd love to get in contact, love to just talk anything about media, advertising, marketing, and and I love having these types of conversations, right? It just, I feel like the more conversations, you know, you have like these, it's only positive. It only makes you a smarter individual, a more informed individual. And, you know, thank you for for, for setting this up. Thank you for having me um, uh, on your platform. And, um, you know, really, I'm, I'm super, uh, supportive and um, amazed by you know what you've kind of put together with this series yeah well i appreciate it Hirsch. thanks for jumping on everybody thanks for watching the did the dialogue today if you have any questions or comments founders or publishers go ahead and leave a comment below and let us know what you'd like to see on the next couple ones coming up again Hirsch, thanks for jumping yep. on and congrats thanks, again on the forbes 30 under 30 appreciate it man thank you see ya